Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Board Game Barbarians. I'm your host, Andrew, and with me, as always, is my board game barbarian brother, Justin. Yes. Hello. Who is this? Just Justin. <laughs> this is Justin. No, this is Justin. Justin. This is Patrick. <laughs> no, I'm Patrick. Um, hey, everyone. So we're back again. A little bit of housekeeping to start it all off. Yes. Got uh, Retro Warriors. Go listen to them if you have not already or if you like classic video games. And even if you don't, give them a try. Maybe you'll like it. Yeah. Well, you don't Try know. it on. Try new things. Yeah. Get out there. Uh, I, do crazy I do, stuff. Crash your car. Listen to podcasts. I don't know. Go nuts. Don't do not do the crash car. Okay. We don't endorse. Oh, yeah, okay. Board Game Barbarians right. doesn't endorse <laughs> uh, crashing your vehicle. Um, I do have another show called Cinema Rogues Now. It is live and available for everyone. Um, you don't have to go find it on a uh, Patreon feed any longer. So you can search for it now on iTunes. It's or a real boy. Spotify. It is a real boy. How exciting. Um. If you're a fan of Retro Warriors, they have started, or Justin has started, the streaming back up on Mondays. Yeah, I'm on Twitch, so twitch.tv slash retro underscore warriors, because we're so dedicated to the classic gaming bit that we have an underscore in our username. Cause isn't that just you retro, you know? That is. Remember yeah. when everyone did that? Yep. <laughs> do they? Can you do an asterisk? Are you allowed to do that? In I, I don't know. I have no idea. I don't think so. Only if you include um, another asterisk at the bottom of your username that has all the fine print. Good point. And TM. What the hell is going on? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, uh, for me, what I've done recently, or why don't you tell me what you've done? No. I won't. I'll I'll go first then. Well, no, I will. I I want my turn now. (laughs) uh, I've I've not, all my board gaming has been backburnered entirely for video games. Um, for two reasons. One, I just bought an Xbox Series X. Yes. Um, and also... You joined us in the fold. I've, yes, I've joined yes in the fold. And joined so, yes. So, uh, also, it's it's um, coming up on spring. And uh, so every year, like, all the big mainstream games usually release in November. Like, that's when your Maddens and your Call of Duties and your Battlefields are all coming out. And so yeah. every year I get through November and I'm like, I didn't even really buy any games. I guess I'm not getting any games anytime soon. And then I forget that spring is when Nintendo stuff and RPGs come out. So, oh, okay. like, literally, every, I bought the Series X, and then it's like, hey, remember all these games you forgot about? They're coming out next week. So I'm I'm just... <laughs> just I have so much to get through. Do you think uh, the story of Seasons that's coming out for the Switch, do you think that's uh, Xbox Series X compatible and upgraded? <laughs> Um, well, I, it's, it, he, see, here's the thing. I tried to shove a Switch cartridge into my Series X. Did that work? It worked great it's at got breaking the it. In the back. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah, just shove it in your little <laughs> solid state slot in the back. That, <laughs> slip it in there. Someone will make an adapter eventually for it. No, they won't. That's not <laughs> how it works. In like, in like 40 years, nope. whenever it's retro, will not happen. I think, I think they will. Go. <laughs> retroactively actually you know what you know what they'll mod it they'll mod it because you can put the series x in developer mode and kind of run whatever you want and it's just a storage slot you might not be wrong well i'm I'm just saying like nowadays like you talk a lot about i mean i know we're getting off topic but you talk a lot about like modding your like gamecube and modding your right uh other but i'm not modding my gamecube to play xbox games like that's (laughs) it's a pretty well, that'd be ridiculous. Pretty far, uh, that's, that's what not. I'm saying. It is ridiculous. <laughs> but if I modded my Xbox to play GameCube games... It's still ridiculous. <laughs> They're so tiny. What's it going to do with them? 
shoot them back out at me right in my face like those little guns you put those little foam discs in you could shoot them you got them from the dollar store yep isn't this a board game show it is so <laughs> i'll talk about what i've done because i've actually played i was a i was a bad boy and i had two people oh, over no. and played some board games um and i got to finally play alter quest with four people and batman with four people <clears throat> mm-hmm uh, and that was like total, including myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was nice. Alter Quest was a lot more fun with the with people that were there, and we remembered most of the rules, so it went a lot. It still took like th- two to three hours. Yeah, but uh, well, it's it not awful lot. for like a big giant Kickstarter miniatures heavy board game. A couple hours seemed is pretty par for the course. Right, and considering like whenever my wife and I first tried to play it, it took us three days. Uh, that's a good. When uh, you say don't don't <laughs> when you say the playtime of a board game, you should include that you didn't play it nonstop, nonstop for three, three days. days. No, we, we played it. We played it for maybe five to six hours over three days, mm-hmm. and that's and that's us like scratching our heads at the rules for an hour like each playtime. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, I did get the Alter Quest neoprene mats in, which they are very nice. Excellent. Um. Neoprene mats are that's the wave of the future. I I'm I I don't want any board game that doesn't come with the neoprene mats anymore. Yeah. Oh boy. We don't need cardboard anymore. I don't need that. Get get that out. Get it out of here. Save me some space in the box that I can put my sleeves on my cards. Give me those neoprene mats. Cube Quest, they knew what was up years ago when they yep. included their neoprene mats. <laughs> Cube's Quest. That's such a good game. It is a good game. <laughs> I wish I wish I could find it somewhere. I found it at half price books for fifteen dollars complete. I know, basically You've, brand yeah, new. I know, lucky you. That's my. I don't ever find. I'm I'm never the guy that finds things. You know how you always have a friend that's right. like, oh yeah, I just got this car for a dollar. I found it in the alley. Like that's never oh, I me. I opened up this pack of magic cards and it had eight different rare cards. Yeah, my it. my big find was a slightly discounted copy of Cube Quest. You're like <laughs> score. Yeah, I could die happy. Uh, I started playing Force and Destiny, the Star Wars RPG. Yes, um, how is that? You, you you talked about it on the show with me. No, that was a different show. We talked about it yep. on. I'm talking about a different show. We haven't yep. talked about this on the show. We haven't talked about my Pulp Detective, oh which my I'll get God. to. Oh, my God. We've missed um, so much. I know. It's been a month. Um, so I started playing that, and that has been fun. I, I do like the dice pools, even though going into it, I was like, oh, I have to buy Yeah, he uses weird dice. Yeah. I have to buy different dice. Uh, which they do have conversion matrices okay, for here's regular the thing. dice, Any... but who wants to spend time <laughs> yeah. like sitting there going like, okay, well, I rolled a four, so yeah. that means that it's this one, and you have to do it every single time. Any tabletop um, RPG that includes, it's like, well, you could buy our special dice, but listen, you don't have to. You can just do complex math anytime you roll a die, which is yeah, constantly. Just equations yeah, instead like, of no, showing no, you a picture I, of what it would be. No one wants to math. do that. Just, <laughs> just assume you got to buy the dice. Yeah, so I bought I bought two sets of dice, one for me and one for the players. Mm-hmm. That way we're not like fighting now, over dice. I didn't ask about this when we talked about it before. D- does are, are the specialty dice you buy for this tabletop RPG? Do they completely replace a normal polyhedral set of dice, or are they in addition to a normal set of dice? So the only dice that you need beyond the dice for the game are uh, percentiles. Okay, okay, it's so percentile need- system. Yeah. You just need the their dice and percentiles, and percentiles is for rolling like criticals, right? Because there's a crit table, right? Um, but other than that, I'm sure there's some sort of table to use the percentile shaped dice somewhere um, from their set. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but yeah, so I've been playing that. I I like it except for the you know Fantasy Flight microtransactiony uh, oh, way yeah. that like because I as an example like I opened up the the newest or I opened up the module we're playing and it's talking to me about uh, Toydaria the planet. And I'm sorry, end, Toydaria. Yeah, that sounds like this new setting for the new Toy Story it's, movie. It's where Watto's from. Toy Watto? Are you making these up? I've seen Star from Wars episode one. Oh, episode one? The, no, the why? Guy? I, oh, stop! The, no, the master Quit. of I'm Anakin. A, I don't want to know now. I'm over it. He's a toy Darian. Yeah. Anyway, um, so at the very end of the section, it's like, oh, if you want to know more about the flight paths of this planet. You can look for it in this separate game system that we have and buy another book that's $60. Yeah, it, I'm, like, it's, yeah I'm just going to not do that. I mean, on the one hand, like I get it because tabletop RPGs have always been supplement heavy and they've always been like, oh, if you want to know more. But they've usually been pretty good about not trying to pitch those to you in a source book you've already bought. Right. Like generally what it is, you'll get a couple pages at the end that's like, hey, these things are also available you know, the same thing you would get like, in, like, when you read a novel and the last page is like, the author also did these books. This is like comic book bad, where it's like, if you want to know more about Robin's adventures, then look at this issue of this comic. Yeah, and then you go there and it's just got one panel pertaining to the story you just read, and you're like, well, that was a waste of my time. Right, <laughs> and that's what I assume the the other book would be. Um, yeah. Anyway, other than that, I, I am enjoying it. It is fun. You can play it with just the source book and with a module or making your own stuff up. But they really are trying to like wrangle you into the other portions of the game, right? Um, other than that, I did play. Finally, played Pulp Detective and all, all the expansions. Which, for any listeners that have been with us from the beginning, I did a short episode on Pulp Detective that not a lot of people liked, which is okay. Well, um, well what is it? People liked it. No, it was because it was just me. They were like, hey, like, they were like, oh, I you like got, your I didn't know people actually commented. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> people were like, hey, we liked your dynamic with Justin. And I'm like, yeah, that's understandable. It's just me. It's literally me, like, sitting there just like, uh, it was released on Kickstarter. Well, uh, here, this date. We could just record a track of me saying, yeah, and okay. And then every now and then I'll, I'll seem incredulous about something you said. And oh, it's and basically. I should upload it. Yeah. And, and, you know, okay. so you'll just be like, okay, so it's, it's a real good game. And I'll be like, what? Really? And then. You could just go off I of that. I feel like I would just end up recording a whole new episode with your responses, but me saying stuff. Asynchronous to them. podcasting. You heard it here <laughs> and first. You, and you just agreeing to things. So it's like, oh, yeah. So you really, uh, you really just like eating poop, huh? And you're like, yeah. You're just yeah. so dumb. I am. I really am, you know? <laughs> I just, I say it every day. I wake up and I tell that to everyone I know. <laughs> um i did get uh pulp invasion came in i haven't gotten to play it yet but i did play it before i kickstarted it on tabletopia i'm um, sorry so pulp invasion that... is separate from pulp detective i thought it was a pulp detective expansion nope it is a new game with it it's a new system in their new system but it's the same much... guys there's the same yeah it's company. the same guy yeah it's it is the same guy but it's okay. a different game system just within like the pulp styling but yeah this one's like all spaceships and, and that kind of stuff okay so is it like 50s ray gun kind of spaceship thing or yep. is it okay cool well that fits yeah. pretty well with the like noir kind of thing they had going on yeah so it's all like you know 1950s space comics and yeah buck rogers uh, kind of stuff yeah um and it's uh i really like the way it looks and i like the it has little cubes so you get little cubes this time i do love cubes uh, similar to the game that you liked where you're like building a character with the cubes oh uh what was that um r- role player Ro- role role Something play like that role player 
I liked that one a lot. It was like a full-on tabletop RPG with none of the story. It was just like, here's make you're stats, just, buy stuff, yep. and you're like, are we done? And it's like, yeah, do it again. I was like, okay. I think the only thing that people asked for, because uh, he just does cards, so you have to like put your line your cards up and then put your little uh, cubes on the two cards next to each other. Yeah. And a lot of people during the Kickstarter asked if he could include like a cardboard cutout with little oh the little so it holds your bits on there little yeah, bit holder he was like he was like no we're too far in development yeah. but what i do like is they did include the whole spreadsheet on the inside of the box mm. so you don't have to put your sleeved cards out and have all your stuff move around you can just oh, that's use cool. the inside of the box so just i play in the box really cool. Um, and then Call of Adventure. I don't know if I mentioned it, but I got that, played it. I like it a lot. Have you completed um, the campaign? It's campaign based, right? No, there's. You can just do single matches. Okay, there I don't is want a that campaign. campaign. There is a campaign, oh. um, but you can just do like a single. Cam- you can also do single matches. There's yeah. just a legacy mode that's like five or six games. And this is the one where where instead of dice, you have little runes that you cast. Like you throw these little. Yep. I know I've asked you before. Are the runes cardboard or are they like an enamel? Nope. Yeah, they're nice enamel. God, see, like, I want to get, uh, I want to, I want to get it just for the dumb little. They're basic. They're dice, and it's a kind of yeah. dice I don't own. And I'm like, well, I gotta buy the game now because I don't have those kind of dice. I mean, it almost feels like, uh, like por- not porcelain. It almost feels like, uh, I don't, yeah, enamel is probably the best thing for yeah. it. Yeah, but um, it doesn't feel like quite like plastic. It feels st- like a stone. Kind of like a like one of the, f- uh, like a like a scrabble piece like the plastic east well, I mean, yeah, not, yeah like kind of like that i'm with yeah, you so yeah, it yeah. feels less plastic and feel it's like it's matte finished so it's not like it's made glossy. of teeth yeah it's made of human teeth <laughs> yeah i didn't know if you knew that melted <laughs> together um let me we'll fire through some news here um newest thing is that that i just learned was announced today was uh come on is now doing a western version of zombicide oh boy and that'll be coming to kickstarter february 17th is um, it, so it hot off the presses is it is it just my perception or is zombicide kind of like the call of duty of board games oh it definitely is like there's 10 million of them it comes out every year but it still seems to be wildly popular people are like people are buying it obviously they've made so many they got they someone's got to be buying it I think I'm getting upset with large, larger like gaming companies. Like, come on, is a huge gaming company. Right, just open a damn store, quick Kickstarter. Yeah, yeah. Like, stop Kickstarting your stuff. You obviously have the capital to do this. Yeah. But I think they're in the mode of like, well, you know, if we don't have to, we're not going to stop. I mean, I I get it a little bit, but but at the same time, you know, um, having your giant board game company running a Kickstarter is kind of crushing out maybe smaller. Kickstarters like, run at the same time, you know. I get it too, but whenever you're like Zombicide sells, like it still sells. Oh yeah. So I don't know why. Like <clears throat> it's based and it's Western, so it's basically a sure thing. So I don't is, know why is they would... Westerns a sure thing now. Is that a? I think so. I like. Think? I don't. know Maybe I just like Westerns. I do not like Westerns. <laughs> uh, you um, wouldn't play a Western zombie game. I would play it, but I, I'm not like, oh yeah, Western. Like, like it, it's. I'm yeah. ambivalent. I'm ambivalent toward Western settings. Well, I like the what's the flick 'em up like flick 'em ups Western setting. I like that. Um, I own that. Yeah, I just I forgot about it. I just, yeah, that, like I, I but yeah, I mean I don't. I'm not like oh it's Western setting. I don't want it, but like it doesn't right. excite me. I'm not. I'm not like. I wouldn't just go out and buy a Western game because it's Western, but I do like the Western theme. Yeah, like it, it would have to be like something something else. It um, does. It. I think it just works in flick 'em up because yeah. you're shooting guys. Well, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, there's also Monolith Mythic Battles Ragnarok is coming to Kickstarter. Finally got a date for that on March 23rd. What is Is it just another in the same system as Conan and Batman, or is it? No, it's different. So oh, it's, boy. Because they have Mythic Battles Pantheon is the yeah, original. I, did, I know of that, yeah. That was um, a Greek it's just, one. It's just the same style as that game. Which oh, is it's just that, from... but it's like Vikings. Yeah. Right. Norse yep. mythology, I guess is Correct. the word I'm looking for. Um, I did want to say this is not a paid ad, but if anybody is interested, there is a Humble Bundle right now uh, <laughs> called Tabletop Together that is until February 18th. So this will come out February 15th. So you'll have a couple days after listening to this. Yeah, big old to Tabletop Bundle on Humble Bundle. Yep. Um, 20th anniversary of Carcassonne is being released this year. Is this the big uh, box or is this just regular Carcassonne? Um, I think it's just regular Carcass- Carcassonne, but they added extra stuff. So, so added new people. The people look like the meeples look different. Like they actually look like people. A while um, back, they came out with Carcassonne big box, the big box edition. I don't know that it's still available, but it, it like includes a whole bunch of expansions. This big giant Carcassonne box. And I kept wanting to get it, but at the same time, every time I added an expansion to Carcassonne, the game got longer. So it was kind of that talisman right. syndrome where you're like, it's fun, but it's not a two hours of fun type I mean, game. I'd be, I'd be down to play it with like one or two expansions. Mm-hmm. There's one. The, the expansions for Carcassonne, I think at some point, it was one of those things where they just sold, so they just made them, but nobody was actually testing any of them. There's one that has a catapult, <laughs> and you have to like launch meeples across the table. Ooh. Like there's some really weird Carcassonne has some weird expansions. It, weird. At some point they're just like I don't know uh, catapult. I don't know maybe you set the pieces on fire. I don't know, do do that one. Just put there's, a lighter in a box. Twenty dollars comes with a mat. Like there's I, one I, expansion that's just a box that says you win and it's got a gun inside. <laughs> <laughs> I win. You don't win. Now I win. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> um, another Dune board game has been announced. Was that uh, seven or eight now? Three in the last like two years. Oh man! Um, it is a one to five player game called uh, uh, Dune House Secrets, and it is a cooperative story driven adventure game. Um, so I might like it. Sounds like it may be related to like Tales of Arabian Nights or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then two additional games were already announced for that dune game to make it a trilogy so they've already announced three they announced three new dune games they technically announced three new dune all games, within the same only, system only one this year has been announced to come out this year. goodness gracious i still haven't even played the other dune board games because i don't I have know. enough people i know you should get more people i you know i think i will I'll... okay <laughs> that's simple problem um, solved i'll go down to the store <laughs> people store yeah all right so we're gonna get into the topic at hand which is board games we can't get to the table um all of them it's a pandemic thanks for tuning in we'll see you next month it's (laughs) yeah i I did want to talk about scope which is uh, obviously (laughs) this is we're in covid time so we can't really get really any board games at the table so this is more of just before we were you know sheltering in home at home yeah what what was hard to get to the table before that yeah Memories from before COVID times. <laughs> the long, long ago, as they called it in Beyond Thunderdome. Yeah. I did want to say that, uh, at least for me, I don't know about for you, 
Um, I tried to keep this in like a five being easier to get to the table, one being hardest to get to the table. I couldn't quite figure um, out what, what system you're going for, so I just went in order of games that I most want to get to the table. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of what I did. So my five is one that like I'd, I'd like to get to the table, but, you know, whatever. And my number one is like one that I really want to get to the table, but reasons. Yeah, yeah I did kind of the same thing. So we're we're in the... We're in agreement. We did it the do same you, on accident. Perfect. Do you concur? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Justin, what is your number five? Um, my number five is a game called Shogun. Uh, Shogun is a wonderful little um, strategy game uh, where you uh, it, it, you play um, these these uh, uh, you're in a shogunate like you know a Japanese uh, uh, warring tribes period. Um, and it's kind of just a tactics war game, but it has this really cool seasons system. So you're playing through the game and you're trying to take over each other's territories. But as each season goes on, you want to make sure you have enough rice to feed all of your peasants or your territories will revolt against you and flip. Right. Yeah. So, you know, kind of standard war game stuff, but it has this really amazing tower. So all of your troops are, uh, colored wooden cubes which makes them look very boring. But the reason they're cubes is because you get this big tower and it's like a, a dice rolling tower if you've ever seen one of those. But it's yeah. full of this very intricate system of holes. It's very weird looking. And so if you and me are doing a battle, we, we go, all right, my army's fighting your army. So we grab up all the cubes in a big pile and we throw them in the tower. And however many comes out the bottom, whoever has the most wins. I don't think you've ever explained this game to me before. And it's it's in I like so it's it's a war game, but the combat basically resolves itself. So all you got to do is move stuff around and do strategy and then when you get to fight, you get to chuck a big giant fistful of cubes in this magical tower that eats some of them. Um and the thing is some cubes stay in there. So like sometimes you'll throw in two cubes and you'll have four cubes come out and you'll win a battle cuz some of your troops showed up from somewhere else. They're stuck in the tower somewhere. <laughs> it's awesome. The problem with it now I want to play that is oh it's oh, great. It's uh three plus players minimum. Requires three, which is instantly problematic for me. Um because I'm the only one that usually plays games with you. Right. Um and even when I do get multiple <laughs> people, the next problem crops up, which is hey, what about this feudal Japanese war game? Doesn't it look so interesting? And everyone's like, no. It looks Does it got minis? It looks very... No, it has tiny colored cubes and that charts wants, and spreadsheets. Nobody wants to play. Uh, you can do lots of math and conversions. Um, I mean, that's how, like, uh, Chinatown is, and that's a great game. Yeah, it. I think it's just the war game overtones, that when people look at yeah. it, what they see is one of those big bookcase war games, and it's not that at all. It doesn't play like that at all. But it's bland, and the theme is really dry. It's like, well, you want to take territories and get food. And I mean, that's it's like a total war game, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. And like halfway through, um, like you, so you, you play through, you basically play, it's, I, I really like this mechanic in board games. Not enough games do it where you play through one round and then you reset and then basically play through it again so that new players. The, you, so you, have you ever played a new board game that's your first time and you get halfway through and you're like, oh, man, I wish I knew what I knew now at the beginning of the game. Yeah, scythe. Yeah, this has like an automatic <laughs> reset halfway through where, where it's like, okay, reset, go back, now do it again. And if it's your first time, you're like, all right, this time I know what I'm going to do different. Um, and it's just... You it's pull a, out the gun from the Carcassonne expansion. It's, it's a great game. Yeah, I win. It's <laughs> it's it's cheap. I got the, like, the uh, big fancy edition for like $25. 
nice. It may be out of print now. I don't know. And I, I, I had such trouble getting it to the table that I eventually sold it because. Oh, so you don't have it anymore. No, I, I no longer have it. I, I just I could not. I, I could not get it to the table and and it made me so sad it was it was so much fun it's it's fast it's it's quick to learn it's quick to teach and i i just love that combat system more games need that kind of combat system it's wonderful well if you end up picking it up again uh, (laughs) i will not i I bought it played it (laughs) played it twice sleeved it loved i built an insert for it i sold it to half price books for like nine dollars and my copy was fully sleeved with an insert and i was just like please go to a good home that will love you like i I go to bed at night imagining someone that's like i got this copy of shogun and the last person took such good care of it and like they play it all the time that's my that's what i I dream about at night i thought you're gonna feel your nightmare version is like somebody sleeved this shogun and they took such good care of it wood chipper <laughs> too bad i don't have two friends sad trombone <laughs> that's a no- there's a note inside that says me too <laughs> um yeah i realize now that my list is backwards so oh I'm gonna, start with your number I'm one gonna, i'm gonna start with my number one okay here. but it's your number five angel what's your number five my number five uh mine is betrayal on boulders gate mm-hmm um, so this is a game that I have yet to play even once. <laughs> I remember you, you sh- one time you came over to my house and you're like, look, and you like opened your trunk and revealed it to me like you had some yeah. illicit goods. And then you're like, yeah, it looks pretty cool, huh? And then I was like, yeah. And you just shut the trunk and we went inside. <laughs> you, you're like, all right, it's going to stay I, there. I hadn't learned. I haven't learned to play it. <laughs> I need to. Um, I got it as a gift, and if the person that gifted to me is listening, I do want to play it. I have not. There have been other games that I have given to, like, have or sold to Half Price Books, yeah. and I have not sold this one because I still have a desire to play it because I like Boulder's Gate, the theme, and I like, um, was it House? Uh, Betrayal. I have it on my shelf. Betrayal, Betrayal on a. Of the house on the, I can't read the title. Yeah, I always mix it up. It's like betrayal of the house on haunted hill. The hill, the betrayal at betrayal at the house. I I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) It's a confusing. I've always wanted to play that. Yeah, this is just a Baldur's Gate skin on top of that. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I really just need to learn. I know. (laughs) Um, Chicken pudding, board games, everything. Um, but for but learning other games has always been my priority over it like i'll get a new the new hot game like whenever i got batman's gotham city chronicles was around the time that i had boulder's gate right and i was like well i'm gonna learn this batman game because it's batman um but yeah that's that's the the hardest one for me to get to the table just because i don't know how to play it and i haven't spent the time to uh (laughs) to learn it to learn it yeah but one day i'll make you play it yeah um, we do number uh, fours. Yeah, what's your number four? You want to go first? Or you want to go first? I'll, I'll go first. My number four is Gloomhaven. Uh, for if you don't know Gloomhaven, then you must be new in the board game space. It's a big giant. Which is fine. <laughs> yeah, which is fine. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, you must be new here. What rock it's, you've been <laughs> living under? Uh, it's the number one board game on everything ever. Uh, yeah. it's it's a big giant um D and D in a box style campaign card driven miniatures packed adventure game in a 40 pound box it's fun it is fun and i i love the moment to moment gameplay of it the problem is one the campaign is really cool but because it's a campaign you kind of got to play with the same people every time and sometimes like 
I, I, you know, I remember I was going to play it with someone one time and I was like, oh, but I don't want to start a new campaign with you because I don't know if we're going to keep playing. And, and you can play like random adventure mode, but yeah. it, it doesn't have the onboarding that the campaign does. It kind of eases you into stuff. So it's, it's, it's like, it, it well, doesn't easily transition into something more episodic. I remember the problem we had is we had a, we used to have a board game day for <clears> the <throat> original listeners that mm-hmm. know this. Uh, but for any new people, we used to have a board game day when we could actually go outside our house. Um, <laughs> Andrew, you and can we... go outside your house. You, no, gotta, you just got. <laughs> Wait, what? You've been in that building for a year? Yeah, I've just got trash piled up. Oh everywhere. man, I throw it out the window every once in a while. Yeah, keep just keep doing it. that. That's fine. Okay. That's... Uh, <laughs> um, but we used to meet up in a in a city and yeah. play board games. And for a while, it was just the two of us. And mm-hmm. then we started wrangling in. Uh, my brother and then and then Chris from, yeah um, from the last episode yeah um but we before we started doing that we played Gloomhaven once mm, may may I think I feel like we did it twice, twice we might have just twice. done two campaigns and then we were like all right we'll play it next board game day but then we started getting new people and we didn't because they weren't necessarily going to be able to go to every board game day like we were we didn't feel yeah. comfortable telling them they're like, all right, well, we're going to play this game for two hours. Yeah. Um, and you guys that, have fun doing whatever else you're going to do. Yeah. And that dovetails into the next problem, which is long setup and breakdown time. Um, the game has a really cool bookkeeping system. So anyone that's played these big um, campaign games where you've got like 20 monsters at a time, it has this really cool uh, sleeve that, that you put the monster card in and rotate it to change what level it is. And then you can yeah. track on the sleeve. It's got these slots for all these different numbers and each monster is numbered. And you can like keep all your bookkeeping, track your health and your status effects there. And and it's of course a dungeon tiles game. You got a big giant accordion folder full of dungeon tiles to set it up. And it's all really cool, but it's a lot of pieces. A yeah, lot of, and, and it's a lot to set up. And so you're looking at, if two people that know what they're doing are both working simultaneously, probably at least 20, 30 minutes of like getting out of the box, setting it up, putting everything down, getting all your cards out, shuffling it up, picking the thing, reading the thing, and then actually sitting down to play minimum. Yeah. Um, the other other issue is that it, it, it's physically massive, which meant carrying it to board game day was a pain. It was huge. It didn't fit yeah. in my board game bag. Um, just carrying it again? It's got a, I don't know. It's got to weigh at least 30 pounds. I mean, it's it's just gotta. But now, granted, I, I have a big organizational system in it because you have to. Otherwise, your setup time is doubled because you're like, here's my Ziploc baggie full of 700 miniatures. <laughs> like, so you gotta put it all in little plano boxes. Um, I, I, I've honestly spent more time, um, organizing, purchasing specific plano boxes and labeling everything than I have playing the game. Just leaving everything and. Um, and it's in in. It's like if I could just teleport myself into a game of Gloomhaven and just do the moment-to-moment gameplay, that's a lot of fun. I like that. And that's why I keep almost buying Jaws of the Lion because it's like, hey, what if Gloomhaven wasn't fucking massive? And Uh, they integrate. Yeah, they do integrate. Although I don't think... I mean, Gloomhaven's just sitting down there. I'd sell it, but then I got to pick it up and I think I might hurt myself. (laughs) So (laughs) it's got to stay there. Well, maybe, maybe we can go... At this point, I would have to relearn the game. Remember enough of it, um, but I also had to learn it every time I played it. So I've learned the game three yeah. times. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd have to kind of relearn that game. And I, I'm still interested in playing it. It's just, yeah, it's a big, big time commitment, like a lot of games on this list. Yeah, for sure. What's yours? 
Um, my next one would be Tomb. Mm-hmm. Um, I played this with you. This was okay. Yeah, it's just a. I I think it's a dumb, short, fantastic game that's you're just a bunch of uh, adventurers in a bar, and it's immediately the bar is connected to your dungeon that you're going to. Right. Like and the laziest just, dungeon master in the world made it. Like, do we right. need to go to the dungeon? No, it's connected to the bar. There's a dungeon back. connected to the bar? Yeah, you're there. Yeah. There's a dragon. Welcome welcome to Dungeon Zone. <laughs> Get your beer and then go into the dungeon. It's, um, it makes it sound like, um, remember those play places we used to go to when we were kids? Like they had one yeah, called Discovery Leaps and Bounds. Zone. There were Discovery Zone. Yeah, like dungeon it's like zone. big Chuck E. Cheese. You just go in, like eat some pizza and then go kill some goblins. <laughs> I think that I think that's a, a million dollar idea right there. That's probably not going to make any money. But you know, people would do that like full on uh, LARPing. I think they do one of those those big live action dungeons at um. There's some conventions that they do, do those one things. At, like, a castle, I know that. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Would that be good. Yeah, let's start a restaurant. And you, you just like hire some kids LARPing. and you hit them with wooden swords. <laughs> I don't think we could do. We'd have to do the foam swords. Can okay. you imagine the amount of throw up you'd have to clean up? Yeah, I'm getting off track. I'm getting <laughs> off track here. Plus, we'd have to make the walls like Nerf, so that when you hit them, that you're fine. Yeah, really, um, really regular bars should have Nerf walls because they're just dangerous. There's darts everywhere yeah. and glassware, and everything's made of wood. Yeah, the cups are Nerf. <laughs> <laughs> just people smashing each other with them. <laughs> uh, you know how many people would try to like break, they like, pretend to break the bottles. Oh yeah, like... over and over. <laughs> Sorry, this is um, our new million dollar idea: Nerf bar. Yeah, just Nerf bar. <laughs> It's Nerf or nothing. Someone comes in to rob them. They pull out Nerf guns, and then it's a shootout. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like it's but well, somebody's got real bullets. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so you would just go in, you go into the dungeon, you open a door, and then you flip over cards for what's in that specific room that you're in in the dungeon. Right, just a fun, like a, random dungeon crawlery. Yeah. Uh, it's just hard to, for some reason, it's just one of those games that doesn't get, it just gets overlooked. Like, it's like... Well, yeah, that, that game's fun, but we've also got Conan and Batman. And like... I think it's it's the problem is it's this in between thing. It's not quite as like simplistic and broad appeal as as something like like uh, um I I want to yeah, say it's, Talisman. It's still, an, it's still a thirty minute to an hour long. Yeah, game. but it's also like in that dungeon crawlery space. There's such bigger and better games that you're like, why well, I have right. other stuff I want to fill this space with. Especially now with Dungeon Quest. Yeah, and so this this medium or Alter Quest. I mean, yeah. So this like middleweight dungeon crawler is like, well, maybe let's not do that right now. And like, I feel like if it's like, oh, we've only got an hour, then yeah, like let's. Yeah. What I like about it is it that up. um you are both you and all the other players are running competing parties. Yeah. So it's not cooperative. Like you are competing with the other people and you in can there. run into each other and fight each other. Yeah. That's, like, that's fun. I, I like, yeah. I like that a lot. I don't think I've ever, I think I've played it maybe three players before. I don't think I've ever played it more than that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you can. So that's my number two. Uh, number three, my number three is forbidden stars. Um, I love Forbidden Stars. Forbidden Stars is everything that every other war game wishes that it could be. Um, so basically, it is it is um, an asymmetric war game set in the Warhammer 40k universe. And what I love about it is that it in is a space. it it is in space. It is a war game, so you're taking over planets and doing that thing. But the entire board has it such that because if you've ever played a war game um, especially with newer players or people that don't play a lot of board games you run into this situation where people kind of don't want to attack one another it feels mean right or maybe right. hey you know this player's obviously behind everyone else 
the smart thing is to attack them. That's free resources just sitting there, you know, and you get in these kind of weird social situations um, where when it's not just me and you and I'm like, I'm going to kill Andrew because ha ha ha, you know, <laughs> and people are being normal. Uh, yeah. But um, Forbidden Stars is immediately like you're literally on top of each other and we're going to force you to murder everyone. So it, yeah. it, it it's like it breaks that ice, right? And then the combat system is its own entire separate dice and card based game within the structure of this really fun, compact intergalactic war game. The problem is it's a whole separate game inside of this fun intergalactic war game. <laughs> so one, you have to get people on board with Warhammer 40k, which is like some people just don't like it. It's very grim, dark, and and I get it. A lot of people are like, I don't love that. I don't, I just don't love Space Marines. It doesn't do it for me. Um, and then you got to get them on board with a war game, which as we talked about before, a, a lot of people shy away from it. And then you got to get them on board with combat. So the way I've always taught the game is I teach it and then it goes, okay, I get it. You take over the plants. I understand that. And then you get into combat and I'm like, let me teach you this dice game. And then this card game, you have to play them both simultaneously inside of this game. And the problem is the dice and card game inside of forbidden stars is so good that I would play it by itself. I, I yeah. wish so badly that it was it existed bereft of the rest of Forbidden I Stars. I remember that being the the most fun part about that game. The yeah, funnest part was the, it, the it, combat. It takes a a while to get it because it's weird. But once you do, you're like, oh man! It 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 scratches that like Magic the Gathering card game kind of itch. It's this yeah. it's this sort of gotcha mechanic where you're like, oh, I play this. Well, then I play this, and it's this like Uno thing where you're just slamming down cards, and then you get to roll a huge fistful of dice, and then spaceships explode. It's great, but it's just it's so many interlocking systems that it's it's you take first of all you take a big Warhammer 40k box out, and half the people in the room immediately go, no. We're not, yeah. we're not, look at that. <laughs> what is that thing? And you're like, that's a dreadnought. Like, they don't care. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's such a, a fun, tight, interesting game, just packed to the brim with way too many systems that are way too much fun. And no one will play it. I've played it, I've played it um, three times, two times back to back with one person, and then once with you. And that's, yeah. that's it. No one else will even look twice at it. I mean, like, I, I didn't dislike it. I just, there were other, there's always, the, that's there's the always something else. Yeah. There's always something else that I'm like, well, this takes less time and is more <laughs> fun. Like I would honestly, like I've been thinking about it. I'm like, I just want to play Conan all the time. Yeah. I, um, I've, I've been, I've and this is now a tangent, but I, I've had thoughts before where like, well, I'll just bring one board game to board game day and we'll just play that two or three times. Like, you know, and I have these thoughts, but then I'm also, our system. but then I'm like, but I also want to play my other board games, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and so that's the hard part. I did a bunch of times I would sit there and I'd lay them all out and I'd be like, all right, we're going to board game day. And I'd be like, I'm just going to pick one. I'm just going to take one. And I'd be like, it's Conan. I'm just going to take Conan. I mean, and then also Onitama. We're going to have a little bit of downtime. We play some Onitama. And if we got time for Onitama, then, you know, um, maybe we could fit in some root. Like one game of root, what is that, 45 minutes? And then my bag is yeah. full and I don't know what to do. I've uh, I've already told my wife that there's a comic shop, and I'm not going to say which one. I'm, there's not a whole I – mean, it's, it's a, a game secret. Shop. It's a secret uh, that has had a copy of the Monolith Conan game for the past, like, two years. Mm -hmm. Like, it just – they can't get it off their shelf. Um, and there's some friends that, that have recently been coming over that we've been playing the Star Wars RPG with mm -hmm. that are real Conan fans. And I'm like, I'm like, Emily, the next time we go to that store, if it's there, I'm buying it. Yeah. 
And she was like, oh, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, yeah. It eats up too much time. Um, uh, what's my your next number one? three is going to be dungeon quest. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my like favorite. Do you have an hour game? <laughs> yeah. Do you have an hour, but you don't actually want to do anything quite that in depth. Yeah. Like it's a very simple game. Uh, it is quite difficult, but in like a, as long as you don't take the game too serious kind of way, then it's a fun. Like there was one time where I started the game uh, and died six times immediately, one after another, <laughs> and like just kept riveting in the same the same guy back is like I'm the noth- I'm the next brother. Yeah, like it was always somebody's like I had seven brothers I think that died before my eighth. Guy like we we played Dungeon Quest while drinking beer and watching some dumb movie I had, and I think yeah. it's the perfect weight for that kind of evening you know yeah you don't need to really pay attention to it um it's not super like it's not super heavy uh it's really just a fun not monopoly or not risk or not like yeah. well i guess monopoly and risk are both very in-depth like yeah technically long-winded like, yes board games also bad ones uh, so right <laughs> but i mean like it, it's like what somebody would consider like a a board game you don't really have to pay attention to, like Life or Sorry. And or... I, I, I do feel like a lot of middleweight games kind of get tossed into this category because I, I feel like it's it's not it's no longer chic within the tabletop gaming community to be like, hey, let's drink beer and watch a movie while we play a board game. People are like, no, it's board game night. We're going to sit here. We're going to sit down for and, five hours. Yeah, and it's like, I like that. I do. But sometimes yeah. I'm like, let's just have a couple drinks and do something fun. Like, I, I don't, I, I, you know. And like... Yeah, and, then, and it feels like anytime you're off, Options are sit down and do hardcore board games or, hey, we'll have a fun, lighthearted party atmosphere, but we're doing social party games. And you're like, no, no, I still want to kill dragons and stuff. I just don't want to No. Oh, I didn't even talk about it. I've got a social party game. I can't get to the, the table, but that's you won't get it to I a table with me. Rarely bring it. Well, because we're not a party, you and me. Oh, well, now you got to hurt only, me. Is that what it is? two people. <laughs> okay. Can you have a two-person pe- two party? I can have a two-person party. Okay. LMFAO is a two-person party, twenty-four-seven. That's, that's a good point. I, mean, I, think about that. <laughs> I like uh, how thoroughly your... convinced you instantly were. You're like, yes, okay, <laughs> I take it back. They are a party. Um, my uh, no, number two. My number two is Star Wars Rebellion. It is a wonderful um, cat and mouse style, uh, asynchronous. I'm not going to call it a war game because it kind of doesn't play like one. Um, but it's just kind of a, a fun cat and mouse style game. And it takes a minimum of about four entire hours to play. And and that's That's why. Yeah, that that that's 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 my problem with it is I, I, I can't I, I can't get it to the table. It takes four entire damn hours. And and uh, You've you've suggested this game multiple times to me, and every time I'm like Man, I do want to play like a really cool Star Wars like yeah. miniatures game, and then you're like, "But it's four hours long," and I'm like, "Well, I mean, we got four hours, but I don't know if I want to spend it on one board game." Well, also, it's it's this thing where the, the next time I come over, you should just set it up and then be like, "We're playing this," and I'll be like, "Okay." The like, board is legitimately two full game boards that go together. It is an enormous. It doesn't need to be that big either. I don't know why they made it so big. Because <laughs> they could fit it in a smaller cool. space. Why didn't they make a neoprene mat? That'd I don't cool. know. Um, but it's it's um it's a really fun game. But in the four hour game space, there's just yeah, there's other stuff I end up I always pick over it. 
even though I really yeah. like Star Wars Rebellion, and it's one of the few games I own that I've never lost at. Never lost a game of Star Wars Rebellion. Well, you haven't played against me, and knowing what I'm yeah. doing, <laughs> that won't happen. So. <laughs> but just really fun. So one person plays the Empire, one person plays the Rebellion, and at the beginning of the game, the Rebels hide their Rebel base on some mm-hmm. planet. In the Empire, all you're doing is trying to kill Rebels and find the base. And once you find the base, you try to destroy it. Um, you just and point to it and go, is that it? It's Yeah, it's now. Um, <laughs> and it's, it's, it's just so much fun. It's a blast to play, but it's just, it's just real big and real long. I feel like if, if I'm going to one day force you to play Alter Quest. I don't know why you can, keep saying force. I'm happy to play can, it. It I, looks fun. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> if I'm going to make you play a four hour, three to two to three hour game. Yeah. You can, you can make me play a four hour well, game. Well, that's the thing is you've, you have been, you've been like, yeah, let's play it. And then I'm also like, or we could play like two or three yeah. other games yeah and it's good i, I guess but there has been a couple times where it's not me i'm like yeah sure let's play this and you're like <laughs> yeah and well. i'm and i'm like yeah but if we do that we won't have time for conan we won't have time for uh uh we gotta um, have time for conan we won't have time for the duke we won't have time for whatever we're gonna play you know the duke oh man I, the duke is fun the duke is has become <laughs> one of my short i don't I feel like there has there's something wrong if you don't have time for the Duke. It's the Duke not that is great. Long of the, game. the Duke, and it's so easy to explain. You look at the thing; it shows you how it moves. The Duke is is one of my few yeah. like Christmas games. When families are over, I'm like, you know, I play this game. It's the Duke yeah. and Carcassonne. Those are my two family games that I take out. It's like it's like tile chess. Yes, basically. What's what's yours? Your number two. Uh, my second one is Tales of Arabian Nights. Um, want to play this game a lot more Mm -hmm. and it's it's something that's been very hard to get to the table just because it is um like i played it with a couple people but it's just a it's a big story game that takes like two to three hours um and so it's something that a lot of people don't want to commit time to yeah and also it's I don't know. Like I, I feel like it intimidates people. It's it's kind of complicated for what it is, honestly. Well, it's because it comes with this huge book yeah. of storylines, which once you figure out how to go through it, it's not difficult. It's basically it's the Dark easy. Souls of choose your own adventure books. It's, it's... Uh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's really fun and very like I I can't imagine the book so large that you would have a situation where where you'd play the same remotely the same game twice. Right. Unless unless you're just playing it every single day like multiple times a day. Maybe you'll get a, a duplicate somewhere in there. But I, f- I feel like also it's um one of those games you kind of need to have the right crowd and be in the right mood for. Like that it's not the kind of game where you're like, right. hey, you want to play a board game? I've got um Boggle and Carcassonne and <laughs> Tales of Arabian Nights, which which one of those board games would you like to break out really you know it's not it's just you kind of got to you got to sell it because it's it's kind of weird so when you're like hey i want to play this game let me tell you about it and see if you uh-huh. and then they're like no let's just play that thing we know yeah i i think it's one of those things where like i was able to pitch it to some people because i was like hey this is the game i'm bringing and they were like okay we'll play it yeah you um, it's it's one of those you kind of like going into the game night you have to be like i want to play this one kind of not board gamey board game but it's real fun um but it's it's definitely one of those games that you can't watch a movie to you can't sit down you kind of can't like probably have a beer at because you'll be like what's happening yep but i can attest to that uh, um but yeah it's one of those games that i really wish i could play more but it's just you you need more than two people for it oh yeah for sure uh my number one is mage knight 
<laughs> because it's Mage Knight. Um, for people that don't know, Mage Knight is um, one of Vladoš Fatil's. Uh, it's it's probably his biggest, most complex. No one knows who that is. He's he's the guy that did um, Dungeon Pats and Mage Knight. <laughs> <laughs> he's a very famous oh. designer. He's done oh, a bunch of other okay. stuff. <laughs> um, uh, uh, so Mage Knight is is the way I usually explain it to people in the know is it's Heroes of Might and Magic three the board game. It is yep. everything that is in a board game form. It's a big, massive, uh, uh, globe-trotting, spell-slinging, card-based, dungeon-crawling, overworld, city-siege, war-card-battle wizard strategy game. It just sounds like you're saying <laughs> <laughs> one At one point, you're just like, cat, mouse... <laughs> Uh, popcorn. <laughs> it, it, it's it, but it's so much fun. And and what I love about it is there's no campaign. It's not connected or whatever. It's just it's episodic. Yeah. You see, you pick a you pick a scenario you want. And you're like, all right, this is my scenario I'm playing. It's got a day night cycle. It's got this constantly refreshing uh, spell source. It's got a really cool card game at the center of it. It's got really fun uh, miniatures with the clicks bases. It's got city sieges and dungeons, and it's just. It's massive, and so is the rule book. I, I, yeah. I, the rule books, because I, I have all the expansions. I've, I've got everything ever made for the game, and then they released an ultimate edition that included five new cards that I physically bought separately so that I could literally <laughs> have everything ever made for Mage Knight. And I took all the manuals, and I printed them all, and I bound them in a three-ring binder. Um, and if you ever want to make someone not play a board game with you, I've learned... Yes. All you have Show to do is take out a two-inch three-ring binder that's totally full and go, these are the rules. And they go, no. <laughs> <laughs> every time I every time I come over, you're like, one day we'll play Mage Knight. And that's that's the other problem is it is it it took me, I mean, weeks to learn it. Like yeah. it took a long time to learn. And even starting to teach it to someone just feels so intimidating so i've only ever played it by myself solo and it's a blast solo but even just me by myself i struggled to get it to the table because it's <laughs> it's huge and complicated how, how long would a game do you think a game lasts usually your first game i imagine if we do because the thing is there's an introductory scenario that's like hey this is just to help you get the ropes it shows you all the systems in the game um right. i'd guess two hours it's not super long and it doesn't okay. take much to set up honestly it really doesn't um but it it it's like it's it's great it's it's so good and it's just such a it's one of those things where it's like hey let's kind of set aside a board game afternoon for Mage Knight, and and it's it's yeah. very famous in the in the board game community for being hailed as the best solo game. For it may not still be true, but for years everyone was like, if you like solo games, get Mage Knight. God forbid you have to teach to another human being, but it is so <laughs> much damn fun if you'll put in the time to learn it. And it yeah. really is. I highly recommend Mage Knight, and I've never played it with another human. <laughs> well, one one day you and one I will play day. it together. One day. What's um, yours? My number one would be Touch of Evil, specifically with the expansions. Okay, because this is you. Um, you've said many times this is your favorite board game. You've got like everything for it. Yeah, I would say I don't have everything. They, they actually released two oh, new no. supplements that I was like, no, I'm not gonna get. Oh no, but you could have had everything. <laughs> I know. 
I know. I did. They released a supplement that I bought, and then recently they released another one that I was just like, I just don't. I can't keep doing this, guys. Uh, there's not enough room. In the, cause it's I got not the, you. It's me. I just can't yeah. keep doing this. I'm so sorry. It was like the – well, I got the 10-year anniversary box, and they didn't leave enough space for future stuff. So, like, guys, you got to Yeah, gotta shot yourself in the here. foot there. Yeah. Um. So, but I have all the expansions. I've played it with with you and your wife, and I've played it with a couple other people. Mm-hmm. But that's just the base game. Um, and the expansions are two other. the The boards aren't huge. Like I don't know if you remember, they're not. That yeah, it's big. it's not that big of a game. It's not. The, it's really not that complex of a game either. It's a, it's a pretty yeah. straightforward. Um, I'm I'm noticing almost all the games on your list are like these kind of middleweight, like maybe an hour long. Kind well, of I mean, games. A touch of evil with the expansions. Oh, that's would probably true. That's be true. Like two, two to three, honestly. Mm-hmm. Maybe two. Um, yeah. but they're not that. They're not huge boards. But all the expansions. Uh, there's there's two expansions, and then there's a bunch of supplement hero packs which I have. Um, but the boards all connect to make one long board. Mm-hmm. Um, in just like the the my favorite one is the third one and mm-hmm. that's the like it's hard to because you can't play it really standalone i don't think yeah um, or at least i've never tried you probably could um but it's got like the best monsters like it's got a whole ghost ship with a ghost captain and, yeah um it's just it's i feel like a, it's it's one of those things where like because i've played it with you several times but it's always like we play it and then we don't play it again for six months and then you have to reintroduce it and you never yeah. get that. You never get that one two of like, hey, we're gonna play it, and the next week I'll bring it over with these expansions where it's fresh. Yeah. You know, it's always like six months in between plays. We would also need a bigger table at the board game place that we go to if we were gonna play it. Yeah, and then we have Just to be those jerks squares. that have the forty expansion board game going on for seven yeah. and a half hours that we're just shouting <laughs> down the table at each other about. But like the and the other thing is I haven't gotten to play it since I've gotten the ten year anniversary big huge box that mm-hmm. fits everything in it. Um, it also came with printed uh, they released several like bad guy like the boss monsters yeah um, online that you could print out and in the 10 year anniversary they actually printed them on the same kind of cards and everything mm-hmm. and so I've got like Krampus I wanted to <laughs> to fight Krampus and like there's a couple other ones and yeah it's it's just probably like aesthetically in the way that it plays because it's a fairly light game it just can take longer yeah um because of the size and now i've got all these cool minis all of the i just yeah it's one of those games that's just so so difficult to bring also because like the theme is like this uh it's like a victorian Victorian, era kind of monstery like i would say like it would it would be yeah it's really just a victorian like it's like a bram stoker's version of dracula kind of uh, theme like van helsing yeah kind of a yeah and so it's so a lot of people don't i know you know you're not a huge fan like you don't hate it but you're not a huge fan i do not like that theme yeah um and so it's hard to get people into it i guess yeah it felt a lot like um what was that universal monsters game you have that we played Oh, horrified. Yeah, it fit that game to me, and it might just be that I played them so far apart. Felt identical to Touch of Evil. Oh, they're very different. <laughs> okay, no, I, I don't know what it was then. I, it's, horrified it's, is is a little bit simpler of a board game, I would say. Yeah, um, but I mean, like the same people that made uh, Touch of Evil have a zombie version called I think it's called Last Night on Earth. Yeah, 
Um, and then they've got a, another, I think, a space, like a alien version. Yeah. Um, and I don't have either of those, but yeah. it's because I don't want them. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that is our top five games. Do we have a final thoughts? I have some final thoughts about it. Um, I, I, I noticed that um a, a common theme among all these games i listed here is that i i do love them everything on my list is and i i have i've i've culled my collection multiple there's been multiple times i've taken all my board games and i've gotten rid of all the ones that i don't play and sold them and i've got it down it's all on one calax well except for my um hero scape stuff and my magic cards and my lord of the rings cards and netrunner cards and my uh <laughs> miniatures and my uh x-wing miniatures but other than that it's all on one Calax. And so and the you know, lamp. And so yeah, and that's it. That's all I need. The, these um these are all games that I really love. Um, except for maybe Gloomhaven. I don't know. I, I'm still not the jury's out on Gloomhaven. Yeah. We, um, we honestly just need to play it more so we can do an episode. Yeah. But the, these these each one of these games stays in my, my collection because they 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 are really good games. I think each of them does something that I don't get from any other game. Um, each of them has something unique and specific. Uh, like Gloomhaven, its specific thing is that it's the biggest board game ever that I've ever seen. You know, yeah. uh, um, and and so it, I, I want to get them to the table. You know, it's not this thing where I bought them and I feel guilty and I'm like, well, I need to get them out there. It's like, no, these are games I've learned. I've played them once or twice and. They're so good, but I just, for the reasons, aforementioned reasons, I just can't carve out the time for them, you know? Yeah. I mean, for me, what I kind of thought about while I was writing, like, notes for this episode is more of just, like, it all depends on what you're willing to push to the table. Yeah. Because, I mean, really, if, if you're day, at a board... Yeah. I mean, everyone we have played board games with or potentially would is pretty agreeable yeah. Uh, but it's Most also people this... that you're like hey you want to play a board game they're like sure and then you're like we're gonna play this game and they'd be like okay a lot of people don't even ask what like when you're not when you're playing with people that aren't regular board gamers they don't really ask what it is <laughs> i can it's tell like... you why because as someone who has indoctrinated my family into carcassonne and the duke <laughs> um so you gotta you gotta remember that like when we were growing up the way people had board games was oh you just have a board game and it's like yeah. these are our board games we have sorry and trouble and so it's like do you want to play a Clue. board game you don't get choices you get one of like three board games we have that we all know how to play and people just assume that when you bust out a board game that th th that's what it is yeah and then you're like and then you're like no nah, dog i got this whole shelf of them and they're like oh you made me play that dumb thing and, and then you're like yeah because i like it and they're like yeah. Well, oh, like they don't know. They didn't know that there was a choice. <laughs> they were like, I'm sure all they have is this or Monopoly, and I'd rather play this than Monopoly. So here we go, you know. Oh, yeah. So that's why that's what it is you bring. <laughs> I bring, well, also because it's like, oh, you brought Batman. Like, oh, yeah. of course I want to play a Batman game like or a Conan game. Like, <laughs> well, yeah. And then you set it all up, and they're like, this is way more complicated than oh, sorry. And you're is, like, oh, this no. Is not, this is not Batman Monopoly. You're like, I did not prep you for this. I'm so sorry. <laughs> let me Let me explain. <laughs> But yeah, at the end of the day, it's just like what you're willing to push to the table, and which is hard for me because I'm a very like not pushy person. Yeah. So I just need to get more pushy when it comes to board games. That's what I've determined. I don't think there's anything on your list that I would refuse to play. We should we should make a resolution now for each of us where we take one of these games on our list to the next board game day that we have in 50 years. 
It's going to be Mage Knight. And, um, oh, man, it might be Mage Knight. I don't know. <laughs> I feel, I feel the problem, what, what, I think what makes me the most frustrated about Mage Knight is that I get the feeling that you really want to play it because I, I because I've talked I it up so much for like a year and a half. Yeah. And I'm like, it's the greatest. It's so good. And and then I'm like, I can't teach you. It's too hard. <laughs> like, yeah. Just, <laughs> um, yeah, I think you have done that once. At yeah. Least. Yeah. I'll, you know, what? I'm going to commit to to Mage Knight. Mage Knight's going to it's going to hit the table. I'm going to bring it next time. I'll introduce you to it. We'll play Mage Knight co-op starter scenario. I'll commit to that. All right. Well, I'll bring all of uh, a touch of evil. Oh, God. We're going to play all of it. All of them? You yeah, remember that time we played three. all of my talisman expansions, right? Yeah. No, I only played th- two, three of them. We played cl- Cataclysm on top, and then we had one of the side or two of the side boards. Yeah. Yeah. And that's I haven't played all all of them yet. Well, I don't have all four sides because. Okay. Well, we played <laughs> all of the ones you had. We played all those, and we were like, "Oh my god, no, one at a time." Yeah, it took forever. But I mean, yeah. this this game was kind of made to play be played because it it just increases the map size. Yeah. And makes it a little bit harder to like find the bad guy because that's all that game is. But right, yeah. So that's uh, that's our top five games. That's it's hard to get to the table. Thanks for listening. <laughs> I to sign off got so awkward. you're so weird right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, go and check us out on Facebook at facebook.com/slash board game barbarians. We've got an Instagram at board game barbarians. Uh, Discord it will be your Discord link will be in the show notes. So if you want to join a Discord, we do have an active minis painting community. Yeah. Um, uh, out of everything else. And uh, did you have anything else? No. Um, <laughs> learn Mage Knight, everyone. Okay. You got. Everyone, there's time now. I f- I feel like I'm gonna go like look up a YouTube video after this, and it's gonna be like eight hours. <laughs> it's it's. Uh, oh man, it's so. Watching it on YouTube, I, I know I'm just gushing about Mage Knight now, but you you, you asked for this. It's, oh, God. Did there's, I? there's this one playthrough of this guy, and it's like, I sat down. I was like, I'll just watch all the videos, and then I'll understand it. And like literally 15 seconds in, he's like, so whenever you got your daytime crystals, you're going to put it in your mana pool over here. So that's going <laughs> to let you draw an equivalent amount of cards divided by your armor minus two, because you always want to take your levels into account when going into a magical glade. And you're like, I don't Oh, what is happening? <laughs> so basically, it's it's Cones of Dunshire. Uh, if yeah, if if Cones of Dunshire was really badass, it's Cones of Dunshire. <laughs> well, cool. Yeah. Uh, well, cool. All right. Well, remember what is best in life. It's board games. Board games. Good night. Bye.